Stephanie Sate, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Oh, I'm sitting in my apartment, and I now know every every doorknob and 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 crease in the rug, and and my cats and I are just are just becoming like brothers right now. Yes, yes, the cats, the cats, and I, and the dog, and my husband to some extent also, <laughs> and, and 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 I'm crazy. I mean, I'm I'm fine, but I'm crazy because I'm. Uh, I I don't remember if I have sprayed the doorknob or if I've touched something that the, the mailman came in. I mean, it's really. And my husband is going off to a non-essential a doctor's appointment that he had, and the doctor is going to be there. And I'm afraid I'm going to consider, consider him contaminated when he comes home. Um, I I completely understand that. Uh, we went to the grocery store the other day, and and you'd think it was an episode of Walking Dead. So so oh, I know I get it. I know. I, th- I think the grocery store is the most stressful place to be. Um, yeah. We're avoiding each other. We're darting around each other. And we we consider everyone as possibly contaminated. And then if I see someone wearing a mask, because we have wider aisles than they have in New York, except mm-hmm. the Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. But when I see someone wearing a mask, I think you fucking better, excuse me, but you better, <laughs> you better be, you better be sick. <laughs> you know? Well, I'm not going to edit out that word. That's all part of the interview. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, that's, yeah. I completely, I completely get it. I, my, my wife won't let me go into grocery stores. I'm, I'm of that special demographic that if I get sick, I'm not coming back. So, so I, I have the fun of standing outside the grocery store. Now I understand exactly what every dog tied to every post <laughs> feels like. Oh God. Okay. Oh, I, yeah. Other yeah. than this craziness, how, how are you yeah. doing? Actually, I'm doing very well most of the time. I mean, it, it's almost a gift, a strange gift, to um, to not have to be chasing every either self-imposed or other-imposed obligation. Mm-hmm. Um, I can um, I can do what I want. When I want, sometimes it's very difficult to to write or something because because I get marooned, you know, down the rabbit hole of corona coronavirus. Right. Um, but and so I'll write about that a little bit. But I also it reminds me of, we were in Paris last October and we had it's a hotel we've stayed at seven times, a sweet little hotel, and we were in the smallest double room because that's all that was left and it was a garret and I was so incredibly happy there. I mean, I'm always happy in Paris, but I was so happy there. Everything was confined. We didn't have any obligations except to go and see art and walk and beauty and and I'd come back and I'd check my email and you know, are there free tickets or cheap tickets at Paris Opera? But, But the sense of just being in a smaller space with, with, with fewer acquisitions. All the clothes I had were just perfect, and they were few. So I feel like that now. And I hope, I hope that we don't, that we can hold on to some of this uh, afterwards, if this is an afterwards, because... There, there will be an afterwards. For sure there will be an afterwards. It's, it's funny, you, you echo what, uh, what our, our mutual buddy Susan Merson uh, yeah. basically yeah. said she wrote uh, at one point she said okay well this is the time to read you know 
we we're privileged. We can we can now yeah. read and think and and just and just stop and 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 even from our window smell the flowers. That's so, right. So That's you're right. right. Maybe yeah, and I'm in maybe touch it's a good with reboot. Susan. So yes, yes. I I think it is. I think it is a gift. Um, but sometimes when I get that other thought that creeps in on T.S. Eliot's Cat's Paws, mm. I think everything in the past was a dream. It was just it. It was just a dream, and we have no idea. I mean, not that we ever have any idea, really, but we we think we do. And what do you mean you, by dream? That that it's something that that well, I don't even know if it happened. It's just a remembrance of things past that may not exist in the future. You know, like I'm always, I'm always either planning, if I'm not planning a project or a booking or a show or writing something, I'm planning a trip. Mm. I'm, I, I mean, a sort of a, a central thing in my personality all my life since I was conscious of this at four was being an escapee. So I'm always planning an escape. I mean, not from people I love, with them, mm. but I'm always planning a trip and you know, you, I mean, right now it looks like a neutron bomb, yeah. you know, all the cities of the world. Yes, completely. I'm of that certain age uh, uh, where I remember the good old days. Uh, you, when you talk about dream, that's the reason I ask. Uh, I'll, I'll drive down a familiar street to, to look for a particular store and it's gone. Or, oh, or, yes. or I'll, yes. I'll hear that my high school has closed down or that this is no Mine longer too. there. Oh, isn't that Mine terrible? Too. Oh. It's terrible. And, and they only built it in, I think, 1960, and it was sort of this model of, of integration. It matched the neighborhood. And then by, like, 10 years later, it was a, a war zone. And then a few years ago, they closed it. Right. Mine became a charter school, then it became nothing. Uh, do you, do, when you say about a dream, do you have that fear that we're going to step out of this whenever it ends, uh, and and we're going to say, well, now I need to wait a minute, I can't do that. Well, now I need to. Well, I don't want to do that. Do you think reality is just going to be a brand new thing? I think I think it might be, um, and and I don't know that I'm afraid of it, but I think it might be. I you know. I was in yoga class. My, my life is online now. My <laughs> yoga teachers are teaching online, and my writing group is online. But I was in, in yoga the other morning, and uh, the teacher was just, we were just, you know, relaxing, opening our collarbones and turning our head, and she said something to the effect of, let it all, let it go, let everything go, let your careers, your former careers go. Mm-hmm. And she must have seen something because she started laughing and she said, Stephanie, I saw that. So I don't know if that was, I don't think it was fear. I was startled. And then there was just this sort of letting go that for the first time in my life at that moment, it, it didn't, I thought, I considered the fact that it might not matter. Hmm. I don't know. It was very strange. I mean, because, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm someone who carries all these things with me that, that, I mean, I feel like, like those, those, what, those Jewish peddlers, you know, from the last century. The Schmatterbarons, um, of course. 
right, right. And they and they would be carrying like pots and pans and this and that and every single thing attached to me um, is my identity. And it was just sort of a relief. I mean, you know, I mean, I plan to do what I do, but it was a relief to have a kind of falling away that I didn't have to be responsible for the pots and the pans and the, you know, all the things that I have. Because you never let go of any. Well, I never. You don't let go of anything no. um, that you can that you hold on to that you say this is this is who I am. This is who I am. This is who I am. You know. Anyway. <laughs> That's, that's really brilliant, yeah. actually. Um, uh, I've been grasping at that myself. It's like we're, we're so you, we are not people. We are that jacket we wear. We are that right. ring. We are that business. We are that job. And, that's right. and we have none of it now. We have four walls. And so we, <laughs> we now have to sit there and say, okay, who am I now? That's right. Uh, you, you, that's you, you know the movie Lifeboat. You know Alfred Hitchcock's movie Lifeboat. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, the, the, uh, oh, I suddenly can't remember her name. The 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 famous actress she used to she used to go darling all the time. I can't remember darling. her name all all of a sudden. I, I don't remember because I saw it so long no, ago. Not Marlena Dietrich. Um, um, not Marlena. Uh, oh, Tallulah. Tallulah Bankhead. Thank you. Uh, okay. Tallulah Bankhead. When the movie starts, she's in furs and diamonds with her typewriter and everything, and she's this this amazing you know reporter. And by the end of the movie, she's stripped of it all, and suddenly she's a better person. So, and, and, and I, I guess you're more qualified than most because you're, the play for which I know you well from yeah. was the, about the children of the Holocaust. Yeah, child survivors. Right. They were, yeah. Uh, yeah, silent witnesses. That's where we met. Exactly. Um, so you're a great one to ask. Uh, uh, the two big questions, the, the one I ask everybody, I'll ask in a moment, but, but mm-hmm. the one I ask you now, when we open the doors now, uh, what do you, who understand such plights, uh, what do you think we're going to be as people? When you're talking about things falling away, are we going to become those those vagabonds in the Matrix, or are we going to become? Uh, uh, are we going to be better? Are we going to say good morning <laughs> more often than not? <laughs> well, you know, when I look at you know, I, I always think of myself as a sort of cowardly person. So I'm interested in brave people, and most of the, of the survivors, the child survivors that I interviewed and that I've become friends with, are they? I mean, they allowed things to fall away, and they are remarkable, remarkably generous uh, human beings, loving human beings. Uh, I mean, in some ways, in some ways, you know, of course, marked by it, but they are remarkable people. Um, I, I'm afraid that we have the, and, and I, I, my friend just sent me a, an article by uh, the wonderful Russian journalist Masha Gessen about fears of what we will become, what we, we will be used to, because as a country we've become so isolationist, and as people, as you noticed in the supermarket, well, your wife noticed in the supermarket, and I noticed, I mean, when we exchange a smile along the path in the park, it's wonderful, or we talk a little bit, but it doesn't happen much. We see each other as right. potential um, uh, it, it, it infectors, and I think, I fear that we will, having known this, we may not go back into the world 
open and embracing. I mean, the, the, the flip side of that is that you can look at human nature like that. Did you ever read the book Alive about those, I think it was a, a soccer team or a polo team? Oh, yes, um, I, yes, I know exactly right, what you're the talking plane about. crash yes. is right up in the, up in the, uh, Andes between right. Chile and Argentina when, and they, they resorted to cannibalism, anything to yeah. survive and then, they were very young, true, young and privileged guys. But the, the, the minute they got out they ju- and were given food, they gorged themselves. Some Holocaust um, people, uh, people who were liberated also, but they just gorged themselves and gorged themselves. They couldn't even, you know, um, uh, stop themselves. So I, I fear that our acquisitiveness and our, you know, hunger for, be it either oil or, you know, shopping online or this or that, that it will return tenfold uh, tenfold, or the same fold, which is bad enough. Mm. It's, I'm sorry. No, oh, well, there you go. Um, <laughs> it, it's, uh, I, I wonder because it, there was, there was one point not long ago I was, I was, I was taking out the garbage for heaven's sake and, and someone from my neighborhood who I've never spoken to or anything like that was mm-hmm. was walking past, and and uh, uh, I just it, it was just in me because I've been saying I've been saying thank you to every to every delivery man or anything like that or delivery person just because they're the new soldiers these days. Um, and when this person passed, I just had the compunction. I just said hi, how are you? And and I've never spoken to them at all. And they were like, "Hey, hey, how are you?" And suddenly we had a moment of conversation. But then the irony, as I came closer, simply to put my my trash in in the bin, uh, they took like a little step back, and it was oh, just yeah. a natural thing. And and in me, I thought, "Okay, is which will end the good morning or the taking the step back?" So uh, so yes. yeah. So we're 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 quite the quandary. We are. We are. I, I listened to an interview that you had done the other day, and you had said that the horror or the panic of, of taking out your garbage. <laughs> you know, but, you know, when you're in a, I, I think, are you in a house or an apartment? I'm in an apartment. You're in an apartment. Yeah. I, you know, I was supposed to be in New York, um, actually, tomorrow. Oh. Uh, I, yeah, I had two performances coming up at the Middletown Arts Center, but when Broadway closed down, the Middletown Arts Center couldn't be far behind. Sure. So, so it was all canceled, and we'll, we'll reschedule probably in the fall, but, you know, it might mm. be later. But um, um, I, I'm kind of grateful. You know, I always want to be in New York. I'm kind of grateful that I'm here in L.A., um, and not necessarily where people are nicer. They usually just say hello. That's all. Yeah. But um, I think they're nicer in New York. Um, but um, but where there's uh, many of the supermarkets have big aisles. Of course, I when I went in the first time to the the nicest supermarkets, all the shelves were bare. It looks like it looked like Moscow in the eighties. Yeah. I mean, it was just yeah. so I mean, incredibly bizarre. And um, and not just toilet paper. I mean, there was one tiny, tiny, tiny can of beans, and and there was nothing, nothing on the shelves. There was no bread, literally nothing, no eggs, no milk, no nothing. And this was this already was an entree into a world that I had read about, actually had seen, but never, never experienced. And and um, I don't even know what my point was, where I was going with this, but um, where, where where did it's, we start? It's an interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting thing. You sparked something because uh, 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 we were talking about you know interaction of of of, 
of, of being with oh, people. You were okay. going to be in New York. Uh, I yeah. had, uh, I had, a, I have a colleague, uh, Ilya Volek. He's a, a television actor, and and he always plays the the, the heavy. He always plays the Russian because he's Russian uh-huh. and he has an accent. And and right. he put a picture up, and he's in California. And he put a picture up of a supermarket that had like three things there, and he just said, "What am I in Moscow?" So exactly, so exactly. exactly. And I right. remember also when you know I was teaching ESL in the early nineties when that huge wave came from Russia, yep. and and actually that's what my first show, Refugees, was about. Um, but they there was a place in West Hollywood called La Brea Circus, and it it was just a store. I mean, it was almost like a hardware store, but it was food and it was any anything you could imagine in no particular organization, and. The Russians used to go there, and they would they would call it Soviet mentality, and they would buy anything because it might, in their mind, never appear again, just right. like in Russia. Right. And that's what we're like. You know, oh, God, there's a piece of fish left in the bin at Trader Joe's. I have to buy it. You know. It's, it's again, funny you say that. Uh, we're, uh, we're vegan, and uh, all oh. of a sudden, all the tofu is gone. <laughs> right. It's and, a reliable form of protein. And when I when I when I heard that, I was like, mm, okay, yeah, okay, we're in a new world. Uh, uh, yeah. Let's let's finally talk about the the new world that that we're in. Now you are you do a lot of one person shows. You 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 hit history a great deal. Uh, so you understand the plight of people way back when, or as they say, back in the day. Uh, uh, <laughs> what's what's going to be what's going to be the art world? when this when this ends? Well, I think it may start, at least here, because we have a lot of, of wonderful small theaters, some of which have gone under because of uh, realtors, mm-hmm. you know, hiking up the red. But I think that people are very hungry for this. Well, we'll always be hungry for the intimate theater experience where it's unlike anything else, where there are no distractions. You know, you can't look at your phone. You can't pause it and go to the bathroom or go get something to eat. You you want and you are, it's a shared experience and in an egalitarian space. And so I think those may be the earliest people thing of people want, you know, moving out into that. I mean, of course, people, especially in New York, are just hungry for theater all the time, so it's unimaginable to think that the theater won't survive and and flourish again um, if people are not afraid to be next to each other, and they may weigh it eventually and think, the danger's past, we can do this. But I think it's going to take a while. I think it's going to take putting a toe in the water and then a foot. Um, you know, I mean, just as, as the consciousness of this whole event took hold on different people differently. I mean, I was going to the theater. I had bought theater tickets. I had theater tickets coming up. I was going to restaurants. And um, we had dinner with friends on a Monday night, I guess two and a half weeks ago, and they said, we're not going to see you for a while now because we're not going out. And I thought, what? And then two days later, we were going to a restaurant with other friends, and one of those friends said, let's do takeout. I'm not going into a restaurant. Mm. So we did takeout, 
And that was it. I mean, we didn't eat, we haven't eaten out since, well, of course, and then the restaurants closed a few days later. Sure. And, and then I got, you know, scared of takeout, but everybody's doing it. Do you think so, that, do you think the intimate theaters will, will come back first? You know, here, here in New York, I don't have to tell you, we have, you know, Broadway, Broadway is, 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 is mammoth. Do you think, uh, do you think we're going to see the, the off off Broadway style wherever it is first? You think we're going to go for the intimate, the more reasonably priced, if you will, on all levels? You think that's going to be the, the forerunner? Uh, especially, well, especially with the stock market going where it is, and if that's the price we have to pay to get rid of him, it's worth <laughs> it. Uh, you know. But uh, I, I, for me, maybe it's because that's uh, small theaters are a, a big part of my world, especially here, and in a lot of places, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I think, I mean, I think, of course, the big shows are going to come back. But, you know, those are enormous budgets. I mean, they're unimaginable budgets at this point. Um, I was watching the other night um, streaming, and I don't know even know if you get this email, um, from the Royal Court uh, in London. And that's where so many great shows come from. Oh, yeah. And I was, wa I was watching Cypress Avenue with Stephen Ray, which is an incredible, Incredibly brilliant play, brilliantly acted in a in in a small theater at, at the Royal Court. I don't know if it was a smaller theater, or even if not, it's small. And um, you you felt like they were streaming it from a live performance that had taken place. You had this feeling that you were in this audience that was surrounding you know surrounding the actors, mm -hmm. and it is and it examines the. Uh, you know that germ of of hatred that turns into self hatred that turns outward against others and where it can go and it's a black comedy because they get you with comedy but the point is that I felt for the first time this wonderful sense of relief because I felt like I was actually in an audience in a theater again and I thought this has to be I think this will be what people want. So, uh, sure, I think that, that big theaters, big theaters here, big theaters in New York, of course they'll come back. It's, it's uh, you know, the lifeblood of the city. Uh, but I think the, the, the hunger and the need may be for smaller gatherings. That's just, that's just my instinct at this moment today. It may change tomorrow, but it, it, it leaves me, it actually makes me more hopeful. I'm going to keep that with me because that makes me very hopeful as well. Of course. Stephanie, thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to speak to you. And, and, and as, as, as people say, may it be under happier circumstances next time. Oh, God, yes, Jay. It's a pleasure to talk to you. And I've listened to some of your interviews, and they're just so wonderful. And I'm so honored to be one of your interviewees. Oh, please, the pleasure is all mine. Thanks. Thank you. Be well. I'll talk to you soon. Happy. Okay. Bye-bye. Ciao.